Thank you for tuning in to the Educational Leadership Podcast. We are meeting with educational leaders from around the great state of Texas. Hear their stories and gain insights into educational leadership. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining another episode of the Educational Leadership Podcast. We have another very special guest. Of course, we have our co-host, Corinne French. Hey, I can't wait to can't wait to dive into this one. I, you showed me this, the the speaker for today, and I was like freaking out. So I'm so excited to have our guest today. I'm I'm super excited too. And if y'all listen to the podcast at all, you you know my appreciation for school districts that 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 are business minded, right? N- not necessarily how they operate, but how they prepare their students, right? And how they prepare their students to go into business. And so I heard our guest, Dr. Martha Salazar Zamora, superintendent from Tomball ISD, speak at an event. And I was very impressed with what they are doing related to business and students. But before we jump into that, Dr. Z, you mind sharing a little bit about your background? And welcome to the podcast. Absolutely. And thank you both to Gary and Corinne for asking me to um, spend a few minutes with you to talk about the great things that are happening in Tomball ISD. I'm the very uh, fortunate, very proud superintendent of the Tomball Independent School District. We are a fast growth school district with over 9% student increase just this year alone. We're um, at about approximately 21,000 students. And we of course are a suburb of Houston, kind of north of the the Houston area. So Tomball is um, a district that we're extremely proud of, not only for our high academics, we're an A, straight A rated school district, but very proud of our financials as well, uh, which is will lead me to the topic of today, talking about a school district continuing and maintaining excellence in every way, but also looking and dabbling into becoming more of an enterprise system, which honestly, I was never taught as a superintendent in training many, many years ago, but I think it is something that we need to be aware of the opportunities and prepare future superintendents for what that looks like. That is- so that's like totally speaking my language because my original dissertation was going to be on speaking about uh, women and wanting to make sure the women were prepared to be superintendents. And I think some of the research shows from what I've learned that boards can sometimes think women can't handle potentially the bond or the politics of the board or maybe even the business side of the board. And they might might just shove that person or that candidate to think that oh, she'll just be great at curriculum instruction, but we need somebody more innovative in business politics. And you're doing it. Like, I'm in, and so it's so cool because Gary noticed you and wanted you to come and you would have been top of my list to be on the podcast for sure. But um, oh my gosh, so what a joy to have you to talk about some of this. And and you're, you're, you're making moves in this area that I think before we might've been afraid to talk about or do. I don't know yeah, what the right a, word is a there. A little bit of both, but I love the points that you made, Corinne, because it's, you're right. There are um, times perhaps where boards don't look at um, the full candidate and, and never make a decision based on just something unilateral. So I'm super proud to say, since I've been superintendent of Tomball ISD, we passed a $275 million bond with a 74% passing rate wow. in 2017. We've come to the completion of all of those projects under budget, which we're excited about. We just passed our bond 2021 uh, for half a billion dollars. And so, yes, women can do and will pass very successful high dollar bonds that include inclusive of facilities, schools, 
for growth, renovations. We've done a natatorium, an ag science center, a beautiful stadium complex that our community is so proud of that now has the Tomball Event Center, which is the largest event center and uh, planning space for the greater Tomball community, which I'm super excited about. We're, we're able to share that with our community as well. Um, what excites me a lot, probably even more than the bonds right now, um, or maybe they're, they're neck and neck in excitement, is the areas of enterprise. I mentioned our bond, um, our 2017 bond. Uh, we, are, we have been very successful with our, doesn't sound like something you would think, oh, let me build one of these, our wastewater treatment plant. Honestly, we are making money in a sense um, because we built it large enough to scale that the neighboring growth off of 99 will be able to utilize that. What I'm super proud of to talk about, though, is the enterprise with uh, Baker Hughes. So there's a little story, and I'll try to tell it promptly because I know we don't have a lot of time. Um, we partnered with BJ Services, an oil and gas company in our Tomball community. We created the Academy of Energy and International Business. It was going to be the first in the state of Texas, the second in the nation. There's an airport in Florida that does something similar. What this means is that the students would be educated on site in industry for their full high school experience next to chemists and international businessmen and learning the trade in a sense in a very different way where they would also get the uh, requirements they need for a high school uh, graduation. Um, unfortunately, with COVID and around that time, BJ services went bankrupt. We had already uh, done the, the applications, the interviews, the selection, the announcement of students, everything was ready. And then we have a partner that had gone bankrupt. Um, really, I love to tell this story by saying we thought of everything but that. So, oh, right. Yeah, educators. There would have been no way. I mean, that's, yeah. it's yeah. like, what do you do now? Nobody ever wants to disappoint mm -hmm. students. And that's exactly where we were. Um, I sat and thought about that for a minute. Um, and then ultimately we had to move on, which is what, as a superintendent, that's what you do. I didn't let that dream die. I love to call this the spirit of Tomball, right? Finding a way to make something, you know, what is that lemonade out of lemons? And that's truly what we did. Um, as I would drive by the facility and it's a beautiful facility, it's huge. The landmass is incredible. Uh, there are 10 facilities on there. Um, and so I'm excited to tell you about what's happening now. I would pass it every day and feel a sense of sadness as I would drive to work. Mm -hmm. So five, six mm -hmm. days a week, seeing it and being disappointed. Then one day there was a for sale sign. And I thought, by golly, I'm going to go and find who the new owners are and talk to them about this great idea and pitch it to them. I had gone to two other companies um, to see if when BJ Services went bankrupt, if they would be interested. And both of them very politely said, no, that's really not what we want to do. Bring in, you know, 500 high school kids, which I understood. Um, in this case, I came to my CFO one day and said, there's a for sale sign and just take a deep breath. I know you're going to think I'm crazy, but <laughs> find out how much it's, you know, I just need to know what is it selling for? And he looked at me, love, love my CFO, Mr. Jim Ross. He's been with the district for years. He's one of the best in the business. He looked at me straight in the eye and said, no, no, <laughs> no, no. And, and, and I just, I smiled and I said, you know, Jim, I'm going to come back in three days. I want to give you some time to think about it, um, but let's come back to it. I just want to know what they're selling it for. I mean, I know it's in bankruptcy, so that automatically means it's lower, but is it anything we could even possibly consider? Um, very long story short, within a period of time, um, we found out that, yes, we could afford it. Uh, this facility that is 
at right now we've been told it's valued at well over $300 million. We purchased for $38.5 million. Mm -hmm. This will take Tomball ISD well into the future. The beauty of this is what we bought is more than just the 10 amazing buildings. And I like to say that oil and gas does not build like education. Like these are nicely, we build nice, but they build with real marble and real wood and real things that we can't always afford. And they also left it because it was bankruptcy with everything we it we bought it with every table every chair every computer every vehicle every single thing that was left there tomball isd now owns oh my gosh now oh just amazing so now we've been able to put we are uh, going to start our tomball star academy our early college high school there in the in the fall uh office space we will have an, a beautiful new ag uh, show barn we will have our state-of-the-art career and technical education facility there and in one of the largest facilities, we are landlords to Baker Hughes. So we now have created another enterprise system. So I know you have questions, as you can tell, I'm excited and can talk forever about this, mm -hmm. but what are your thoughts? I've shared something that educators just don't do. Yeah, my, my initial thought when you were describing all this was Tomball ISD is changing the conversation, right? Right, so right. You hear a lot about districts school districts, some of them are on the defense from some of some of the topics in society right now, or some of them are looking backwards on previous performance. Um, but what what came to mind for me anyways, is this is something innovative. This is something different. This is something that creates a very positive buzz, if you will, in the community. And not only that, it actually, I, I did a poll on LinkedIn. I'm always you know, doing social media stuff. And I did a poll on LinkedIn about what do people expect? What are their expectations when their kids go to public education? Right. And one of the, I want to say it was the top one, was mm -hmm. to, to prepare their students for the workforce, to prepare right. their students. That's the, that's the begin with the end in mind, right? right. And that's, that's what it sounds like y'all are doing. And, and I actually came from the business world before I joined a faith-based organization that works with school districts. And so I, I had that, that business mindset coming in, but there, there's a lot of districts out there that, that don't really have that, um, that connection with business. You know, it's more, I don't know, it's just different. And I, that's why I love having you on the podcast. I try to get very innovative districts and innovative people on the podcast. And so, and then sometimes there are people that I already know, and I'm like, I see the list. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so good. Awesome. I think I'm, yeah. So I want to say, I, I, I just, I'm wondering what this looks like for small districts where there's not a lot of opportunity. Like, so Correct. you, you didn't just get lucky. I mean, the, your skills, yeah. your skills, your communicate, your, re, your reputation. I mean, all of that, all of all of your hard work played into this. So you didn't just get lucky because you don't, I don't, I don't think you just get lucky with a lot of these things. I think you have to have the right, there are all kinds of things that you have to have done right first, but right. in small districts where there's maybe not as much opportunity, how can right. small right. districts be more innovative? Like how can, so, how can they switch maybe their gears? Like kind of what we've talked about just a little. Okay. So I think that's a great question. Um, 
first of all, we all have to have school board support. And I am so very fortunate to have not only the region four um, board, but a, a top five honor board in Tomball. So with that support, then you talk to them about these opportunities, because mm -hmm. as you know, Corinne, as a board member, that's important for the board to understand how this can be a game changer, because it is slightly changing the conversation. We tend to not think about purchasing. I mean, I've seen districts purchase a strip center and remodel it into something, but not something like an oil and gas company that is equipped with millions of dollars of cranes and equipment. And I mean, I could go on and on about how we'll be able to utilize that. But let's think about it, really. Tomball ISD, although we are a fast growth district, Tomball is not a large community. Our students come from uh, Montgomery County, Harris County, and a, a rather large landmass. And so even if you are a smaller district, I would say I would challenge any superintendent to be connected in the community, keep your ear to the ground, um, and look for those nuggets of opportunity. Because I could have quickly said, well, um, they went bankrupt, there ends that dream. We had spent way too much time. I didn't know fast forward that although that door closed, more than one window opened, right? This, this ended up being a game changer for the entire district, not just a subset of students that would have gone to the initial academy. So I would say for a small district, Tomball's not a huge district. Like again, 21,000 students, but our community is not that large either. So mm -hmm. look at what you have and be... I hate to say innovative, that seems like such an overused word, be a dreamer. Don't, mm -hmm. sometimes we are our biggest barriers because again, um, superintendents in training aren't really taught the business side of it. But when you look at the enterprise side, I am able to rent to a company, a very reputable company, Baker Hughes, that is helping me fund the usage of the facility that we're now able to have. I didn't even mention there's so much property there. We're building a steam elementary school that will be oh state of the art on that site. We were able wow. to 38.5 have enough land to put a whole elementary school. Corinne, you can on a board, you can realize and appreciate what that, what that means. Um, right. And so the savings, although it maybe won't always be quite as large as this one, the, 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 the benefit there, I think that every community might have a nugget somewhere that they're overlooking. It might be on your route to work every single day and you don't even know it. So whether it's a partnership or in this case, purchasing um, right now, having passed our latest bond at, at, at again, close to half a billion dollars, the cost to build is exorbitant and we're struggling with that. So looking at existing facilities and trying to be creative is something that I think we're all going to have to consider from time to time. Now, the enterprise portion of this, um, I think the sky's the limit. We have ability to space and space to rent to others. We don't plan to right now because I wanna build this out for years to come in Tomball ISD for Tomball ISD students. You know, we say often in Tomball ISD, we're not just a district, but a destination. I think this is a destination that will set us apart, far apart from our neighbors and other school districts. Uh, I mean, this is just not enough time. We have to have you come back and and in the in the maybe the fall, late summer or early fall to kind of update us on some of the ways that's impacted your students. But I'm like you said, two things I think make me. I just had to write it down, like the partnerships or purchases. So for me, like you're saying, as I'm driving to work and and seeing Correct. different things, like it might not be purchases that will change the dis my district's destiny to my destination. It could be partnerships, and so I think that's the challenge that I'm hearing out of this that we want to say to future 
aspiring superintendents, aspiring board members, people who are maybe should run for the boards. I know Gary has a lot of friends in the business world and and there's a there's this weird space that you know schools aren't run like businesses and I know Gary and I like we we don't battle it but we like challenge each other on that we do need to be more innovative. So well, we're the largest employer in most districts or yes. in many districts and in many ways people don't recognize that, but we are business-like and we need to keep that, you know, we have a, a significant budget regardless of the size of the district. Um, and in many ways, the stronger districts, fiscally responsible districts are business savvy. So I, I mentioned earlier, I spoke to over 200 aspiring superintendents at our conference the last few days. And it was great to see so many people in the room. When we know we have 60 plus vacancies right now today in Texas for superintendents, it's not as if people are, are just going in droves to, to, to fill these positions. And it has to be the people who, who do have that mindset and that heart and that will to make a difference and to be innovative and to, to truly take our children um, to the next level for college career and military readiness. I know we have to wrap up and this is one that like Gary's like probably dying to ask a question, but I want to ask mine before he gets his in there. You mentioned, I mean, I think the partnerships and purchases, that's something that we all need to be mindful of. What kind of partnerships can we make? What kind of purchases should we be making? And I'm talking like dreaming purchases, yeah, not like yeah. regular things that we do with Byboard, but <laughs> um, dreaming bigger. But what is your big dream like for, for as public ed moves forward? I know that, that you are not in this, um, to just get by like you're in this to keep moving these students and keep pushing because our students are our, why we're doing this so and that that with that in mind like what's some of your big dreams for our students who just came out of a global pandemic i think maybe these this podcast will be listened to you know people listen in the future and, and this has been a hard year and a half so while you are so positive and i appreciate that it's been tough on our students and our faculty members right. so what is your big dream thinking um, of pandemic like thinking okay, of pandemic so and how they move forward Thinking of pandemic, I, my dream is that we do meet the needs, not just academically, but socially, emotionally for our students, our staff and our community. But bigger than that, because we can't accomplish that with limited funds, I have to advocate legislatively that the people making the decisions that impact the dollars that do or don't come to us, that they understand what our needs are and the money that truly is flowing to the school districts. Because in absence of that, programs cannot continue to be developed and dreams cannot be met. And so the goal is that all, all students have what they need to continue to be successful for whatever their future is. That would be my I, I always it. cry. I'm not supposed to be so emotional, I know, but this always makes me tear up a little. So thank you. Thank yeah, you. It, it's an amazing story. I mean, this is what, what y'all are doing is, I, I mean, I haven't seen any other district doing something similar. And I, I think districts listening in, this, this could be an idea. Um, I mean, that these part, this partnership aspect is, is fantastic. Um, before, before we close out, just want to give us a, a shout out to our sponsor, Ideal Impact. Ideal Impact is a faith-based organization that's providing funding to school districts. They're helping districts be good stewards of tax dollars. Everything is in the form of a free gift. It doesn't cost the districts anything. And what they do is they actually use energy and technology in a very innovative way to optimize the systems the districts already have. And so far, $1.5 billion. If you're interested in additional funding for your district, visit www.idealimpactinc.com. And it'll be in the description of the show notes as well. 
and Dr. Martha Salazar Zamora. I just want to thank you so much for coming on today's podcast. This has been so exciting. Any last thoughts to our listeners as far as um, from an innovation or just recommendation or anything like that? I would just say to anybody and everybody that touches education to continue doing what they're doing. We're doing it for the right reasons. And even on days that it feels, I mean, we're waiting for a, a winter storm to hit. There's additional challenges. Um, stay optimistic. Um, keep the love you have for a career that you went into. Keep that alive because students uh, depend on that. I am so fortunate to be a public educator and I'm so excited for people that are brand new in this field or those that have been in it for just as many years as I have been because to every single day we change the lives of students. And thank you to both of you for, for believing and for asking me to share a little bit about what we're doing. We are providing visits, um, tours of what we're doing here in Tomball ISD. Our doors are always, always open because the more we, the more we share, the better we are together. Thank Fantastic. you so much, Dr. Z. Thank, thank you. Thank you. And for those that have been tuning in, stay tuned for future episodes of the Educational Leadership Podcast.